All right. Hey, welcome to House of Pride Radio live from San Francisco. This is episode 135 uh, live from San Francisco. Do you feel real? Pearl Tees. All day, every day, girl. What's going on? <laughs> you're, lo- you're looking real. The real deal. Um, I'm doing good. How are you? Fabulous. And you? Doing good. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, it's yet <laughs> another show here. It's nice to have you back. You were away for a couple weeks. Yeah. And then in a couple weeks, I go in for surgery. And then I'll be gone again for a little bit. But what, ki- what kind of surgery If you can I ask? I shave. How how yeah. how involved is that? I don't I don't want to know. I'll be knocked out. <laughs> Did they say how long it lasts? What do you mean? The operation is it just a procedure? Oh, I don't know. I think I, they said I'll be there for like six hours. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of long. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, good luck with that. You already look gorgeous in my eyes. Thanks, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a new show, folks. Thank you for tuning in here at Mutiny Radio Station, House of Pride Radio. Pearl, why don't we go around um, our control room and uh, let folks know who we have. All right. So in the studio, joining us, we have the fabulous Abiza. Hey. Hey. Hi, everyone. How are you? Welcome. How are you? Thank you. Doing well. Yeah, just came down here and got invited and thought I would show up and say a few words. Fabulous. And we also have the fabulous Salvador. Hello, hello, hello out there. (laughs) (laughs) Salvador is priming himself because, folks, um, we're going to spring a surprise onto you. This summer, it's going to be Salvador's Emperor Summer Takeover here at... House of Pride Radio. I love a little takeover. Oh yeah, we're gonna take. We're gonna start here small and then grow out the, through the world. I love that. <laughs> the and Emperor's then, new clothes. Yes, <laughs> I love it. And then on our green room, we have group Paradox. Yes, the Paradox. Welcome, Paradox. Hey guys, make some noise if you can hear us. Uh, Paradox is. Go- we have a treat, Pearl. So Paradox is. Um, they're mounting a one-night-only affair coming up on July 28th at the uh, at Feinstein. At Nico's, which is such a fabulous establishment. Um, They're going to tell us all about that, but they're going to warm up our show with actually a live performance. Now, they're they're a large group um, a cappella, but they've brought, um, let's see, five folks today. No, four. Four folks to give us a little sample of what what they're going to bring to uh, Feinstein's on July 28th. Fabulous. You know we love a little sample, girl. Girl, I'll take whatever I can get. Uh, samples are good and um, you guys ready to go out there they're in the green room about to give us some live vocal performance okay guys when you're ready go ahead give it to us for all the times that you rained on my parade and all the clubs you used in my name you think you broke my heart oh my goodness you think I'm crude, oh my, oh my, my I didn't want to read I didn't want anything, and I still care, I don't, but you still need my heart, and baby, I've been moving on, make you show me something, I don't want to hold back, baby, you should know that, my mama don't like you, she likes everyone, and I never like to admit that I was wrong. I've been so caught up in my job, didn't see what's going on, but now I know. 
I'm better sleeping on my own Cause if you like the way you look that much Oh baby, you should go and love yourself And if you think that I'm still holding on to something You should go and love yourself When you told me that you hated my friends The only problem was with you and not them And every time you told me my opinion was wrong And tried to make me forget where I came from And I didn't want to write a song Cause I didn't want anyone thinking I still care, I don't But you still hit my phone up And baby, I've been moving on And I think you should be something I don't want to hold back Maybe you should My mama don't like you And she likes everyone And I never liked to admit that I was wrong I've been so caught up in my job, didn't see what's going on, but now I know I'm better sleeping on my own, cause if you like the way you look that much, oh baby, you should go and love yourself. And if you think that I'm still holding on to something, you should go and love yourself. Hey! So you guys can stay there. We'll have a little conversation with you, and then we'll hear okay. some more of your music. So, um, fabulous. Uh, that song sounds familiar to me. Just a little bit. It's <laughs> I think I've heard that somewhere before. Did you, Is that an original? <laughs> so tell us about this uh event that you have coming up at Feinstein's on the 28th. And we're so excited for you. Well, thank you. We are very, very excited about ourselves. Uh, Feinstein's, it's, it's the first time that there's ever been an acapella band at a, a Feinstein's nationwide. Took us a long time to book that gig, but we got it. And it's a 75-minute concert. Um, doors open at 6.30. We've got a great show. Fabulous. And by the way, let's go through all representing you guys, your names, starting with you guys. Sure. I'm Fritz Lamondrake. I'm a tenor and I'm managing director. I'm Delwyn G, rapper of the group. Nisha Anand, soprano and also lead arranger. And I'm Don Hoffman. I'm a bass. Really? Because yeah. <laughs> it's all about the bass. <laughs> yes. Okay, you guys. So that is over at 222 Mason Street, right at O'Farrell Street. You guys can get tickets online. Do you guys want to give us some information where we can get tickets? Absolutely. You can just go to Feinstein's at the Nico with two Ks, Nico.com. Or you can go to our wall, our Facebook wall, Paradox Voice Band on Facebook, and just look at our event and click on the link. And I found um, a little event page on Facebook with Raquella, one of our favorites. <laughs> so you guys look up Raquella and Paradox Voice Band at Feinstein. Yes. Yes, we have a common thread here, House of Pride and Paradox. Tell us how uh, Raquella comes into play. Well, Raquella is my dear friend. I've known her for a few years. Um, when I used to produce fashion shows, I had her as one of my acts in between our shows. She was fantastic, and we've been great friends ever since. And so when I had this uh, crazy idea to form an acapella band, I thought of Raquella and said, I'm just not doing it without you, and so you got to come on. And, and she I did. But, you know, Raquella's got a long Broadway history, and mm -hmm. yeah. she brings a lot of color and flavor to our show. Well, here, tickets are selling well, and uh, but folks listening to us now, go ahead and support your, the local town 
Allen and go now and buy those tickets at uh, Paradox Voice Band at Outlook.com. Is and that again, that's Thursday, July 28th at 6 p.m. At that's 8 p.m. Doors at 6.30, show at 8, but show up early and oh. have some cocktails and lots of great munchies. Tell us a little bit about where you guys originate from and how you all got Came started. Together. Yeah. Well, I'm an army brat and um, <laughs> was in finance for a million years, but um, been singing since I was a little boy and uh, used to sing with the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus and the Fort Lauderdale Gay Men's Chorus. So, Did you sing in the army as well? I did not. <laughs> I, no, and my dad was in the army for all my life, but I tried to stay away from that as much as I could, yeah. Uh, my name's Delwin. I just moved to the area. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I've been doing a lot of shows. Hooked up with Fritz. Oh, come a little closer. Hooked up with Fritz, and uh, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm just doing 28th Feinstein. That's what we making happen right now. Y'all should come out and have a good time. Nisha here. Um, I born, I'm born and raised in San Francisco. Started my singing career, I guess you could say, with the San Francisco Girls Chorus, and then went to college to study music. Did a little composing and arranging there, and now back in the Bay and just. Through Facebook, got hooked up with Fritz and Love and Paradox. <laughs> Hi there, uh, I'm Don, and I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and hey. I've just you know been making music for my whole life, as we do down in New Orleans, in between drinking beer and eating crawfish. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I so sang a cappella in college, and uh, got into choral singing after that, and now I am an opera singer. So I'm ah. here holding down the classical beats for us. <laughs> All right. Where, where where did you grow up in New Orleans? Uh, I grew up uptown. Of course you did. Right? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, how did you guys all get together? Well, the short version is I was, uh, this is Fritz, I was hired to create a theater company for people with and without disabilities. It was called Circle of Life Theater. It is unfortunately no more since the person who hired me decided it wasn't his dream after all. Ah. But I had this um, brainstorm to create an acapella band to promote the theater. So the great thing is, while the theater is no more, Paradox lives on, and that's how we got our start. I love it. So how long have you guys been together? We are a little over two years old. Mm -hmm. All right. And they're going to bring it to you at Feinstein's uh, on the 28th of July. Folks, tickets are selling fast. Um, how many folks in, the, in your whole troop? We've got 10 members overall. Um, we've mentioned Raquela, not with us today. Also, Deanne Reeder, who's a soprano, and Debo Banos, who's an awesome female beatboxer. You don't normally see a female vocal she's percussionist, awesome. but she's yeah. great. Um, and also, Wilson Leung, who is our tenor, and Jack Sten, who is a baritone bass with us. Mm -hmm. what, what are you guys whispering about out there in the green room? <laughs> Our group is so big. <laughs> oh, and McKaylee Todd. McKaylee Todd is an alto of ours we recently cast. She's from Roswell, New Mexico, and swears she's not an alien. <laughs> All right. Well, um, would you bless us with one more tune? Why not? Oh, that's fabulous. Um, okay, set it up for us. What are you going to give to us? And I think my mom is going to like this one. <laughs> well, let's, let's do, okay, we've, there's a song uh, by Ingrid Michaelson. It's called The Chain, and it's a lovely little love song about um, maybe losing somebody you love. I love Ingrid Michaelson. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Paradox, live on House of Pride Radio. Okay, here we go. One, two. 
Hold on. I, I was filming you live. <laughs> it's okay. We like being filmed. Do it again. <laughs> Thank you, Pearl, Thank for you. Um, catching me on that. Um, that that's fabulous. Guys, uh, thank you so much for coming by. Where sure. are you off to now? Oh, gosh, where are we off to now? Um, home to build costumes and do blocking and figure out props and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. You guys sound like a bunch of drag queens out there. But really, thanks for having us. It was great being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming, you guys. We wish you the best of luck on the 28th. Tell folks again where to go get those tickets. Right, so Feinstein's at the Nico with two Ks, N-I-K-K-O, dot com, or Facebook.com slash Paradox Voice Band, and then just look for our event. Paradox of Feinstein's and click the link. There you go. And again, you guys, that's at 222 Mason Street at O'Farrell. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you, folks. We'll be right back after a short musical break with a prelude of the Emperor's Summer Takeover. <laughs>
Somebody calling on the line, Pearl. All right, and you guys know if you want to give us a call, you can. 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. Hello, who do we have live on the air? Oh. Hello. Anybody there? No, girl, they hang. I think they hung up on you. Oh, sorry. Call back. What is going on with that feedback, though? That is probably from that, that thing, the speaker there. The speaker's all the way down, Bo. Okay, then. Let's see this Hello, House of Pride. Who's calling? Hi, Piper Angelique. Hey, Piper, girl. How's it going? Going very well. How about yourself? Good. Who is it, Piper McGroin? Piper Ange- Angelique. Why? Piper she's also McGroin. McGroin. Yeah. Hey, how's your soliciting going? It's going very well. How much? How much money have you raised for the AIDS bike athon? Uh, for bike-a-thon. the AIDS block funds, I have currently raised nine hundred and forty-five dollars, but I do have a goal of three thousand. I'm hoping to reach before Sunday. Oh. Before Sunday, did you hear that, Pearl? All right, girl. Salvador, you, you have some spare change. <laughs> uh, I'm raising three thousand dollars too, so we're on the same team, I believe, Piper. <laughs> oh, is that my reigning emperor, Salvador? That is, yes. That's one of my newest kid title holders. Eh? He's patiently waiting to, to, to take over his summer gig here at House of Pride Radio, the Emperor's new clothes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's bouncing in his chair as we speak. Um, so, Piper, where can folks donate money for your uh, cause? Anybody and everybody is welcome to go to sf.aidsblock.net slash queen uh, Piper SF to donate. Uh, minimum donation is $25 by debit or credit card. Otherwise, they can find me out on the corner of 18th and Castro every night this week oh. between the hours of 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. <laughs> she works hard for welcome. the money. You better work. Do we get like a, a refrigerator magnet if we donate? No, but you get a nice warm hug from me and a gratuitous smile. How about that? That's nice. Right. Yeah. Now, Piper, where can people find you online if they want to see what you're doing? I am now back on Facebook. You can find me under Piper McGroin. All right, you guys. All right, honey. Thank you so much for calling House of Pride Radio, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you for letting me call in. Absolutely. Bye, honey. Everyone say goodbye to Piper. Bye. Bye. Bye, dearies. 
Okay, Salvador, you're so patient. Uh, before we turn it over to you, let's um, let's welcome um, our newest guest. Yes, girl, we got Miss Bridget in the house. Miss <laughs> Amelia Monroe. Hey, how are you? You look fabulous. Thank you. How are you? Doing good. Good. Thanks for having me again. I'll just hear what last week. This is your. This is my third week, right? Is it three? I, I think you took three. a week break or something. But thank you for co- you are welcome to come, <laughs> come as much as you want. I want to. All right. Moses, not that much traffic again. Because <laughs> she lives in the middle of Lake Lake Merritt. <laughs> like Forty-five minutes is not cute. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. All right. I see you did your nails, so that's fabulous. Right. You I mean, that looks good, wisely. so yeah. <laughs> that, that's what took her 45 minutes to get here. Right. <laughs> She's got her nails did on the way. <laughs> She's got a house of pride nails on. I love it. Um, we need some intro music for you, Salvador. I'm just going to throw this on, and we'll segue right over to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the Empress Takeover of House of Pride Radio. That's right. The one and only Mr. Salvador Tovar. This is Salvador Tovar, yes, your Emperor of San Francisco. And I'm excited. I, I think this is a great opportunity for me to, one, to talk about the story that I've been wanting to do this whole year as an emperor with my new clothing. <laughs> or without. Clothing month, optional. Or <laughs> Depending on how the month goes, right? Oh. <laughs> we might reveal more and more as we go through. But I thought this was like a great opportunity to bring like the community together. Let's talk about like what's going on at the current events, bring some entertainment today. The Paradox was amazing to listen to them, to also hear about how they started, where they're going with their music and so forth. And I thought about bringing some new entertainment coming in here. And then also talk about you know the dish. Let's get the gossip going on. What's going on in San Francisco? What's going around in the community? What other things are coming up that we need people to be aware about? I love a little tea, girl. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with Piper just on, so she was giving a little shout out to the to the AIDS walk that's coming up this Sunday. So I thought that's an excellent opportunity to start with. That's been going on for several, actually for over 20 years now, and I think that's been a a really good pivotal uh, focus within our community here to go ahead and raise money for these challenges that that, that our, all of our community face. You may be infected or affected by the cause, and I think it's a great opportunity to go out there, one, to, to network, to reach out to others that have either been in your shoes or that uh, are willing to donate. You, you have the opportunity to hear other people's stories, and maybe that empowers you to go out there and be a philanthropic cheerleader or a philanthropic a drag queen, whatever your choice may be, or a walker. And it just gives you that opportunity to, to be out in the community, to have your own voice, to have your um, ability to, to give. So yeah, have you guys, has any of you have, have been in the AIDS walk before? Uh, I used to, I, growing up here, I used to do it almost every year. Um, well, I used to volunteer almost, okay. almost every year, but I don't think I've, I've walked it maybe once. 
Yeah, I did that 10 years ago. I started with that, and I, it was back in the old days with, though, but it was a world savings back then. And that's right. kind of how, I, how this emperor arrived, or Salvador arrived to San Francisco with my first job here. And uh, that was an excellent opportunity. I've got to meet people. I was new from Texas. And with that, I started gr uh, growing my roots into getting to know the community. And I think that was, a, that was an excellent. Now, 10 years later, I'm here as emperor. I'll be participating in, in the, the walk. And I think that's going to be an amazing event. I've seen so many different pieces of our community, or I shouldn't say pieces, parts of our community that are out there. The Imperial Court's going to be out there. You saw Piper McGroin. Um, there's other financial institutions, other corporations that are out there giving money back and having these large contingents to be a part of this this uh, this this excellent opportunity to give back. So it's going to be a really crazy Sunday out there in uh, the Golden Gate Park. How how many miles is that walk? You know, I don't know. I think it's probably like a three or four mile. It's not too it's not too far. It's um, but it's again it's it's a it's a good an awareness piece. It's actually a good. Uh, opportunity to, to reach out to other individuals that are out there and to get to know other stories. I, I think I, when I first came on here to talk about being an emperor, it was about telling our story and talking about the history. Well, the AIDS Walk has definitely a history here, not only in San Francisco, but throughout the United States, as there, there's many AIDS Walks throughout, um, throughout the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that again, so with one, you're like, hmm. <laughs> what do you think about that, Amelia Monroe? I don't know. I've never participated in anything in, you know, this, but I have friends who are affected, but I want to know how I can get, like, I want to volunteer, but this is this Sunday? Yeah, it's this Sunday. Oh my God, so I will be very busy Sunday. <laughs> I'm actually doing a show at Balançois, um, 26th Admission, and I'm also going to Sacramento with Helen Hills at Paces. After. So I, yeah. After, yeah. So I don't know what time does it start. Can I come after or? Well, no, I mean, it's. Uh, I think your support just by talking about it and raising awareness. Oh. There's many of the people in our community who are raising money right now, and or it just needs that positive push to help them walk on Sunday. Okay. I think so. That's a great opportunity to do well, that. You guys can check this out more um, further <clears throat> online at sf.aidswalk.net. Perfect. I donate something, you know. <laughs> well, you talked about Sundays. Talk about, let's hear what's going on with, um, for you on Sunday. Well, yeah. Um, so, actually, where you can find me, guys, um, Medivas at 1081 Post street thing yes and um the show starts at 11 okay and then sunday i'm at balance wall like i said the hostess with the mostest miss cornea sada and you guys know and that is at 2565 mission street yes and the show starts mm -hmm. at 12 30 1 30 and 2 30 come out and see us if you've never missed this show trust me you you're missing out jump online <laughs> make your reservations because they we get booked always, up. yeah yeah we're we book up fast that's right, and they have like, is it brunch service or is there drinks there? With yes, it's brunch is um, $20, bottom, um, all you can buffet, and what, $15 bottomless bottom mimosas. yes. Yummy, so that'll be definitely a nice a nice way to, um, more, to yeah. start your yeah, to start your Sunday. Maybe <laughs> after the walk, you could possibly go out there and watch the and show. See and see us, yes, come on down and see us after the walk. Have yeah. a beverage and pack the house. And then you said something about you're headed to Sacramento as well? Yes, Sacramento with um, Faces with Helen um, Hills. Okay. Me and Pearl Tees, actually. Yeah, We're it'll be, together. come out oh. Sacramento. Very nice, very nice, yeah. We're so gonna go up there and shake it up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we do have courts again, like throughout, throughout the whole United States, Canada, and Mexico, and we actually have a court in Sacramento that uh, elected their reigning emperor and empress, I believe. So we were in February, so they were in March, and and yeah, so they have another really great, well-thriving court up there. 
that uh, raises money for for that specific community. Actually, they have the largest area from a uh, landmass perspective of of individuals who are within the within their realm. So that's just a little shout out. Fabulous. Can you slide your mic over just a little? Oh, got it, yeah. Um, they should call us, actually, if you're listening up there in Sacramento, state capital. Yeah, and then anybody who's listening, I did a shout-out there for with the Imperial Court, or the, yeah, the International Court System. I did a little thing out there. Later on, we're going to have the Queen Mother of America's, Nicole, is going to be on here live, and she'll talk to us about some of the current events that are, that are coming up. Something with uh, Stonewall's 50th anniversary, and to give a little, a little bits and, and tricks about uh, some of the events that are taking place. So I, I believe it's the San Francisco, what is it, the Rainbow Honors Walk that just happened, where we're, we're one of the um, participants there, Jose Sadias, he will actually be part of the second duration of those, um, those monuments, or the, the uh, what do they call the plaques that are going to be out there on the streets. So that's going to be really cool. To call him. <laughs> Salvador, what is the Queen mo- Mother? What does that mean? Okay. Oh, the Queen. Oh, great. Thank you. So I was going like, to say, who are we calling the Queen Mother up in here? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the so the court system, right? It all started here with our founder Jose Sadias, mm-hmm. and what it started was, you know, he came up, he wanted a pageant, and they made him Queen of San Francisco, and the famous quote is. Honey, I'm already a queen. I want to be the empress. So he became known and he appointed himself as the empress of San Francisco. So with that, that started the court system of San Francisco. From I think it was seven years later, there was other courts that started. Or right at the same port part of it, I believe we had Portland that was also starting another similar type of, of um, court system. And long story short, there were at one point 76 courts throughout the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And when Jose started getting older, and you know, it was like, okay, we want this to continue throughout um, throughout his succession. He appointed Nicole, and Nicole is now the Queen Mother of Americas for the international court system. So she's like the head, you know, mother of of all the realms there. And that organization, what they do, they assist all these different realms. I know there's all these. Come on, Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she did. I think you like. I think Amelia's like. How can I step up and? <laughs> How do I get up there? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Hey, it's it's an opportunity, and, and how you get involved is through the court systems, right? So in San Francisco, we have the ducal court system. Here we have the San Francisco Imperial Court as well, and a lot of us are active. We do a lot of volunteering or, of our services and time uh, for a lot of those organizations, and that's how people get started. They found ways. Actually, the history of, of this piece too is it's about creating families, right? So back it started with the World War One, World War Two generation, where a lot of people came here to San Francisco and they found this sense of home, this unity, and being gay was not you know, something that was as norm as it is today where people can hold hands out there. It was something where you'd go to a club and, and it was a special knock to get in and if this, the light was green and red, you know, it would, if it was green, I believe it was safe to hold hands and dance and if it was red, I believe it said the, the police were coming so they had to act a different way. Wow. So, 52 years ago when this all started and, and, and that was a big thing with Jose. Jose was a political activist. He actually was the first openly gay candidate to ever run for a, a, or a, a city council position. And uh, But Harvey Milk's the one that's really popular, right? He's the one that actually won the, the, the seat 
for the uh, supervisors here, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the story of how this whole, this whole activism started. So the way I like to describe it is like we started right with the World War One, World War Two veteran veterans. That's the first wave, and then from there on we went through the gay liberation movement, through the uh, the hippie movement in the seventies, the eighties we got hit with abruptly to help our brothers and sisters who were dying of the AIDS epidemic, and now I think I, what I consider I call myself the part of the fourth wave is that we have so many others out there in the 52-year history that never met Mama Jose. And I'm the first emperor of San Francisco not to have ever met Mama Jose. So there's going to be this wave of us that have been touched, moved, and inspired by the stories that were told. Mm-hmm. And that's what this year is about, telling those stories, preserving those stories. And that's why I'm really um, passionate and want to get involved with the historic uh, LGBT society here so that we can actually archive this information and let people know all the struggles and, and trials and tribulations and all the fun stuff that we've also done as well, right? I mean, there are struggles, but there are the other things that we are able to do, you know? Thank you, though, for explaining it because I never actually knew anything about the dual court or anything and so I moved here I moved here two years ago and I'm like what is the empiric- what is this you where know? did you move from honey St. Louis Missouri what was going on there uh nothing <laughs> <laughs> drag and that's it period you do your shows and it was actually none of this so I have no idea when I moved here like my mind has been blown like open to a whole new world of like it's amazing with things I've learned since I moved here. It's crazy. Like you just said, thank you for explaining because I have no idea. Like Mercedes tried to explain it to me, which is Mercedes Monroe, my mom. She tried to explain it to me a little bit about it, but I still was like, what? Did, <laughs> you know. So did not they no. did they have houses in your hometown? Um. Mm, no, oh. Not really. Oh. Not really. No. Oh. Everybody's like stayed like in a clique, but it wasn't like house. It's like it is here. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they say, like um, it was like a. It wasn't a house. It was more like a um. Click. Pretty much, yeah. Like a click. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like to say click, but you know, because we're like, you know, yeah. girlfriend thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was. Re- Thank you so much for really, because I really understand. So now I know the full, understand. I have the full understanding uh-huh. of how what it means to, yeah. you know. Yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of it has to do again with creating places where we felt like we had a family. Yeah, and I think that's that's, that's amazing. Been, like you, like you mentioned, like the house in row, like that. Yeah. I mean, we all create these families and where we feel welcomed and we feel able to be ourselves. And a, and a big thing that I've been learning about our history too is right. A lot of a lot of it started in the bars. And so I know there's there's pro and cons where people say, oh, we do so many events at the bars, like why don't we get out of there? Well, we do other events, but that was a place where people could feel that they could they be themselves. Right. They yeah. felt safe. And then right. afterwards they left, they separated, they went their own ways, and, and that's kind of where, our, that's part of our history. It's that's part amazing. of the stories that need to be told. It's really amazing. So the, so the, the, um, the very first Imperial Court was started here in San Francisco? Correct. Or all of it, okay. Correct. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So. And, and how is the Ducal Court and the Imperial Court connected, or are they connected? So that's a good story, actually. So the history of it evolves from, there, there's, a, there's a rule within the, the Imperial Court where someone can only run for, for either emperor or empress three times. And after the third time, if they don't win, then that's it. You can no longer run. Now, that's not in every single court, but that's here in San Francisco. So an individual hit that third term and said, well, 
forget this. You know, I want to go ahead and start my own group then. I don't need the Imperial Court. Who and, was that? Patent uh, Leather? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, wow. We went oh, there. Okay. <laughs> Tune in next week as we reveal <laughs> what's behind the Patent Leather. <laughs> She's back. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh okay. Wow. Oh. We Why? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, was thinking like, okay, who would have the balls to, to, to be that like into it? And I was, and Pat came to my mind right away, but it probably goes way, way before that probably. Yeah, it goes back a long years. I believe it's like you did 30 or 40 years ago. It's been a while. It's been a long, long time ago. And it started that separation. So that was the the opportunity where that's why we have the people and the Imperial family there. Now years have gone by. I mean, it's, it's, they're. They're just two organizations. We still work together. We, I mean, I, we, I think we, we bond. I think we mesh really well together, and we're all here for the same cause, right? We're philanthropists who choose to do it through drag or through entertainment, and, and that's what both organizations do, and we help each other out. I've always felt that from the outside. I'm not being a part of the, the Google or the Imperial Court, that you guys at the heart are a um, family-based fundraising organization uh, giving back to the community. Correct, correct. And each each group does it their own way. So some do it through doing you know bar events, so monthly fundraisers. I know last year with Kamara and Kevin, they had, had some really large uh, g- um, contributions through some corporate corporate uh, fi- um, corporate sponsors who who believed in them. They, it was the 50th Jubilee, and they had some really great great opportunities there where they raised a lot of good money there. And uh, we hope to fill those 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 shoes and be able to do the same thing by reaching out and just getting out of our communities and going going and letting people know the story, telling the story of what we do, why we do it, and preserving that history through it. If folks want to get involved, what what do you suggest? So I suggest you go out to and look up the San Francisco Imperial Court System. You'll see information of our history there. You'll also find myself as well as with every emperor, there's always an empress here. And so I do have my lovely empress, a shout out to Emma Peel. She's out there working right now. She works hard for her money. What does she do? <laughs> Um, what does she do? She is in cosmetics and, yeah, cosmetics. Hey, Emma, <laughs> out there. We love she, Emma Peel. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so she, uh, I forget <laughs> which cosmetic. She tried to tell me what these are, but I, yeah. Like, I think it's a high-end cosmetic. Correct. Correct. Mm. And, uh, and so, yeah, so she's out there. But, yeah, so we are, we're out raising money and awareness within our community. <laughs> and, uh, it's Walgreens. No. <laughs> it's not. I'm okay. just joking. Okay. <laughs> just no, I know. Oh, you see I know for a fact that is a high-end storage somewhere downtown. I just don't remember. Uh, Yeah, she's a consultant, so she travels throughout the Bay Area wherever they need her services. That sounds fun, right? Where they need her services. It sounds like a good (laughs) position. So awful, (laughs) y'all. So awful. It is hot in here. It is. Did anybody? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so did anybody know that Diana Ross was in town last uh, yesterday? Yes. Um, is she you. here today too? But she's not here. She's in San. She's doing like San, San Rafael or yeah. something. Ah. She's doing like one night stands. So I think was it at the Op- Op- Opium? Yeah. 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 Yes, Miss Diana Ross. I'm so mad. I miss that. 
Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, was I saw the. I guess some this folks on Facebook get targeted for right. the, for the. Life is to be I kept seeing the advert. Did you guys see the advertisement to the right of your Facebook page? No. Every day I would see it there, like you know, tweak it, buy a goddamn ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Amelia got it because she's East Bay fish. So oh, she okay. Got Wait, what happened? Well, I was just saying. I kept seeing the I ad for Diana Ross. Like some people on Facebook get targeted, so I kept seeing the ad for Diana well, Ross's um, concert every day. And I got an um, invite because I went last year this uh, year. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I thought it was yeah. just because you were East Bay fish. Well, you oh. know. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm East Bay fish, but it comes to my area. Cheryl. You'll see. Oh. It's not just East Bay. <laughs> it's across the bay, but you'll see. Mm. Don't let her fool her middle oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> she is a Bay Area performer. Thank you. <laughs> Suika. What are you yeah. trying to say? She gets around? She's mobile. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Well, that's you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all. Uh, and show my gang Then we also had uh, JK. Pitbull was in, in town, too. He was performing oh. as well. All right. So, yeah, we had all, so, the, all of them out here. Where was he at? He was out at, at uh, one of the amphitheaters, I believe. Yeah. And I uh, had some friends, like they were posting with the oh lights. No, I did. I saw the snaps. Yeah. I didn't see that. that was pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> Do you girls have time to go to other people's concerts? You always seem so busy to me. That's why I didn't hear anything about it. <laughs> and also, it's like my, my how many How many days a week do you guys perform? Oh, I perform anywhere from two to three times a week. Yeah. Like four, five. Hmm. Wow. That's a, a, a yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. girl. You know, and they deliver, so you can imagine the time it takes to get it together and all that. And oh my God. <clears throat> so you got. So Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I was late for the show. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to let everyone know that? Oh, you were late. You were late for the show. No, it's gonna come together. No, I I actually remember that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so when you talk about it, so I'm a talk about on air so basically the show starts at 12 30 mm, give or take traffic a few again, minutes yeah so traffic, traffic again. again no real talk and so traffic I got sucks there, here in the bay area i actually area. got there exactly at 12 like 40 oh 10 minutes after the show no she didn't start like five more minutes so ruby's like girl where are you at so my mind you my face is not on i don't have nothing oh so, i do remember you walking yes. in, I so DJ, in I, um, there you are coming in a cd and i gave it to suika i mean yeah. Okay, see you. And then I sat down. I was ready. I was third in the lineup. Oh my God. Third in the lineup. Oh. And girl, she's so Paju went before me. After Paju, I was ready on stage, painted, dressed, and ready to go. Boom. We, we did. <laughs> That's a trip. We did Too have to put a girl in front of you, though. We, we backed you one. Yeah, Paju. We yeah. backed you just one girl. And yeah. I was ready. That's what yeah. a professional That's what we do. So that was a good I, show, by the way. Everyone delivered. And Everyone it was, delivered. It was a full house, pretty much. I think the reason I, I said it, and I'm, I'm saying it's because. Um, People ask us all the time, like performers, like they, like, oh my God, you're such a professional. How do you do it so fast? How do you do this? How do you do it? Well, when you do it for so long, you dedicate to your craft, you just, you deliver. You're in the you know? zone. You, yeah. And I work well under pressure, so. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Yes, you do. Yeah. You rise to the occasion, one might say. Well, I make others rise to the occasion. Oh. <laughs> I saw you walking on a table at one point. Uh, actually, happened? that's not the only thing she's walking on. The way she's talking over here, y'all can find <laughs> y'all can find Amelia Monroe mm-hmm. online where. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is for, is Barbie Noor four one five. 
Oh. What did you say? Oh. Barbie Noir. It's called Black Barbie and Trench. Oh, oh Black Former Barbie. Yeah. Sounds like Pearl has another place you can find her. Oh. <laughs> the way those, she giving you those shady eyes. Right. <laughs> oh, you can also find me at Pearl. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I got and, you. and the. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. May the shade be just with kidding. you. Right. Just kidding. But yeah. I'll be around So if you guys Want to come out And see me Or see Pearl We're always out I don't know where Pearl's Performing next Other than Sacramento On Sunday Yeah Sunday you can catch us At 2000 K Street In Sacramento With Helen Hills For one hell of a show I keep seeing Helen Hills show Pop up on In social What is that show like What what is it What do you guys deliver It's a new show Um, Helen recently got this show Because she competed In a competition Where um, They had to come back Once a week For a full month for a, for a new category that was part of the competition and she beat um, a handful of other girls and the, the the prize was their own show. Cool. So now she has her own show and I think this is her third third run. Mm-hmm. So. Is it third one? Yeah. Oh. Third week? You think third, that um, the third month. you think third that month. we should do something like that in San Francisco? That'd be fun, right? I think, we have a contest oh God, again. Uh, everything goes on here if it hasn't been amazing. done. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So? We should talk to somebody about that. Do you guys want to host your own show? Hey. <laughs> no, actually, I do. You do, do. yeah. Because I want to bring something different and new to a, you know, to the show. Now, didn't you have a show in Oakland? Oh, did Oakland. you host a show? I co-host. You co-host at Whitehorse. It was called Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't let me do my own thing because I want to do like celebrity impersonation, like month, and like I want to do like high end things, and right. they didn't want that. Ah. They wanted the goth and all that stuff. Right. The, the, they wanted the what? The goth. The oh, the goth. The goth, and they wanted. I don't yeah, really see you doing goth. It just yeah, like, and <laughs> I was like, mm. uh. it's actually not there anymore. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people aren't there anymore, actually. True. Oh. <laughs> lip, lip gloss and golf just didn't go together, huh? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh, Pearl. Okay. All right. <laughs> Y'all are shady. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, I mean. Pearl has aspirations. You know. Oh. Let's take a short musical break. Uh, We'll be right back after this. Ass, bodacious, uh, flirt, 
That song was appropriate, wasn't it? <laughs> it's actually getting warm in San Francisco again. Yes, it is, girl. It's almost time for our Indian summer. Yeah, so. Mm hmm. Sweet <laughs> All right, well, uh, we are going to be um, diving into the pool deep with. Uh, Imperial Mother Nicole, if she um, decides to call us at 415 550 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 5 Obviously, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is because Miss um, Amelia Monroe is my auntie. She's officially my auntie here. Um, uh, I'm part of the House of Monroe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, and my actual drag mother is Paju Monroe. Okay, fabulous. And so, and her mother is Mercedes Monroe. So, <laughs> yes, that's how we roll around here. Uh, and so, oh, Pearl. Yes, Pearl. Oh. No, go ahead. <laughs> Y'all are too imagine here today. So, so am I pronouncing your name correctly? Abiza? Abiza. Yeah, Abiza. What did you say, Pearl? Abiza. 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 Like the island in Spain. Yes. 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 Abiza. You know Tweek, I can't pronounce that down right. Well, it's, your name is spelled I-B, right? Oh, I-B-I-Z-A. Yeah, so I wanted to say Ibiza. I, no. Abiza. No, Abiza. Yeah. Okay. So, Abiza, tell us what you have going on. Um, well, right now, um, I am just um, hanging out with my family and enjoying some great things. I don't have any uh, actual performances or anything scheduled. I, I perform about once a month. You also um, just ran for a pageant. Too, um, I did. I just ran for a pageant uh, about a month ago uh, down in San Jose. It was the Golden State Panache, and I got second oh. runner-up. Did you say second? Uh, yeah. How many girls were there? There were four. Okay. So there were four girls, it and... Your, it was huh? your first pageant as well, right? That was my very first pageant. What do you think you brought to the pageant that edged you into the top two? Um, well, uh, well, my entire package. It was, it was pretty on point. It, so was, it was put together well. It was put together well. So I actually won evening gown. Um, I was voted most gorgeous. And I also <laughs> and, it, girl. and I also won talent. I bet you did. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the package is not touched yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never touched. <laughs> oh my god. What was your talent? Always touched. Um, I did for the boys. Bette Midler's for the boys. Uh, stuff like that. There. Did you sing? Uh, no, I did not sing. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I don't. I am not a vocal artist. So uh, I was just lip syncing. You are an lip sync illusionist. Pageant? I am a lip sync illusionist. Who was yes. the winner of that pageant? Um, that was Mercedes St. James. So she Mercedes St. James from San Jose. She's from. She lives in Redding, Redding, California. Oh, oh right. you know yeah. those Redding girls. Yeah. <laughs> but well, she's, actually, I don't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she, I don't either. But I, I imagine they're is, they're I can't hungry. Her mother's name. It's something St. James. But 
Um, there's a lot of them, yeah. So there, like, there were a lot of people there at the pageant. So. <laughs> I'm hungry too, actually. But it was a really, it was a really fun experience, and um, all my outfits. Just a shout out. I know she was a little infamous earlier, but shout out for patent leather because she's the one that helped me put together a lot of my package. Oh, uh, well, you, you know, I Pat knows I love her. Yeah, yeah we, we're both from from New York. And, oh, she may not be, but she should be if she's not. And, she is. Oh, she is. Okay, so we 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 have a we have a thing. Yeah. Oh, you okay. guys have a thing. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you like a, a satirical sense of humor, like oh, <laughs> yeah, the New York thing. The that New York, New York thing. thing, yeah. That's what it yeah. is. That's what they say. But she, I read, <laughs> she posted something today on social that said, "Okay, folks, I'm back, and you know, haters will be haters, but I'm back." And I'm and I, I commented like, um, "Oh, I forget what I said, you but something." You comment a lot of. Off things, Tweeka. Off sleeve. Um, just oh. that don't make sense sometimes. Like what did you What did you put? Put. I what saw that. Girl. Post. I was like, what, Tweeka? What are you talking about? About Pat? Yes, on her post. What did you post? Oh, because she has that mirror ball dress, and yes, she said that she would will it to me. But that had nothing to do with the post. <laughs> well, that was part of my. Well, it was a. Str- you had to read the whole. There was a thing. Oh, you might okay. be excited about the dress the that she, the outfit she made me for Showgirl. Then the the mirror dress. Well, it wasn't a mirror dress, but it was almost like it. I have a big, huge mirrored headpiece that's uh, about five feet tall. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's about. Oh, okay. It hasn't been seen in San Francisco except for one party. Yeah. Uh, so there was a, a party from Lacoya uh, Hill. So uh, she had a, I just want to fucking dance the, the closing party at Beatbox. Yeah, and she so had, um, who did she have? She, me and my Now, mother. she makes her own clothes, I believe, Pat. Yes, she makes all of her stuff, yes. And, you know, she really can be fierce. So she wore that mirror. She has a short mirror ball dress mm-hmm. that she wore to Balenciaga once, and it, it was, like, shining all over the place. Yeah, so I have <laughs> an outfit that's inspired by that. Fabulous. So, so I'll wear it sometime, and you can see it. I guess I'll never get my mirror ball dress. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else will. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I'll make my own. <laughs> With glue guns and whatnot. Oh, it takes a lot of That's, time. I roll with the glue gun. That's I don't know how to sew Pearl. Okay. Uh, Pearl, is, she was like blasphemy, glue girl gun. <laughs> right. Well, there's a lot of talented queens in the city. Kipper. Kipper sn- makes most, Kipper of, snacks. most of most of if not all of my things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. She's fabulous. How she's doing? I haven't talked to her in a she while. She actually just got back from a pageant in Hawaii that she was helping her girl in. Um, so she is back as of yesterday, and she's already sewing up a storm for these girls out here because um, the new, their the new um, core the core is coming up with new girls. Some mm-hmm. pageants coming up. Yeah, so many pageants. The, uh, the, so we're having our our Mr. and Miss Golden Gate pageant that's coming. Well, it's not yeah. a pageant; it's a contest. But right. yeah, right. so we'll that's that part of your events. court system. Correct. So that'll be in August. Uh, August twenty. I think it's August twenty eighth is the finale. But August third is when you can turn in your applications. your applications, yeah. Yeah. and those will be turned in at the lookout. Where you'll fill out your application, you'll put your um, your money towards your first amount of tickets, and then you'll meet with one of the board members to make sure that you qualify. And from there, you start selling tickets. So the goal of this contest is to sell the most tickets, and we'll have raffle prizes. the The grand prize is a week in Puerto Vallarta. 
So that's going to be pretty amazing. And then I believe the second prize is going to be a weekend in Guerinville with uh, our, the R3. <laughs> Does that cover the plane tickets? The, no, it's the whole week there. So oh. the, your stay in, in Puerto Vallarta. But right. I mean, there's some really inexpensive flights out there through Virgin and through other, uh-huh. other people, yeah. I believe. It goes About there. 300. There's Round also, trip. Uh, Round trip. Yeah. There's also the Miss California Gold pageant that's coming up, too, with that yes. part of the well, court system. Let's shout out to who, who are the current title holders. So the current title holders for, for Mr. and Mrs. Golden Gate, it's uh, Leandro and Rhonda. So they're, they're in their last um, months until they actually turn over their crowns. And then the current reigning for um, Miss California Gold is Woo Monroe. Oh, really? Yes. Um, okay, girl. So, uh, I think that one is, is like the first or second week in August. The girls are throwing in their applications and stuff. That sounds like that's going to be another fun pageant. And Hot. that one's part of the ducal system. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's try to get Mother Superior on the... <laughs> Mother Superior. <laughs> now she's a nun. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. We'll take a... It's, it's, uh, it's, we'll take a short musical break, another one, and, and we'll be back with um, Mother Imperial Nicole. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. As soon as Tweaky can get it together. There we go. <laughs> You got it? Got it. She got it. You keep saying you got something for me. Something you call love, but confess. You've been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin'. And now someone else is getting all your best. These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you Yeah You keep lying when you ought to be truthing And you keep losing when you ought to not you keep saying when you ought to be a changing. Now what's right is right, but you ain't been right yet. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to House of Pride Radio. Salvador, would you like to do the honors? Yes, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our Queen Mother of the Americas. Let's give it up for Nicole Marie Ramirez. Yay! Hi, Nicole. Hi, it sounds like a stadium. Oh, yes. (laughs) The houses are rocking here. But we want you to come knocking. Yes. How is, every, how is everyone in San Francisco? Good, honey. Amazing. How are you doing down there? Well, we're excited this week in the San Diego Pride, and the Secretary of the Army, the new one, is coming down to be our Grand Marshal until March. Oh, that's fabulous. 
Yeah, it's you know, San Diego, uh, such a big, uh, large military complex, and we were had the first contingent that had active military before. At, don't ask, don't, don't tell was even lifted. We had uh, we made history with active military marching in their uniforms. Oh, do they take good care of you? Well, I've always loved Marines. <laughs> I'm a very domineering monarch. <laughs> well, do tell, do tell. <laughs> so have you guys, uh, have you spent time together, you and Salvador, at uh, functions and events? Yes, uh, there's like uh, 68 chapters in 68 cities of Imperial Course in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. So, Salvador, we I see him at different uh, court events and stuff, but I, a lot of times he's busy in town doing community service and fundraising, along with his empress. Yes, Miss Emma Peel. I love her. God, she, can, she should be on American Idol, I swear. She has one of the best voices, and of course it's live. She has a fabulous voice. Yes. yes, indeed. What about you? Uh, are you a natural talent? Oh, my God. I have a mirror. Sometimes I look like a pig in a wig. I'm not talented, so I don't entertain. I can't even know the words to uh, Over the Rainbow. I forget everything, so I don't entertain. Uh, wow. <laughs> don't let her fool you. Don't let her fool you. Oh, I wish, I wish other drag queens that didn't have talent would also look in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. oh but they, they will be nameless at this point. <laughs> See, we bring the tea in the shade here as well. Oh. I would love to for a while. They, they obviously oh. didn't say mirror, mirror on the wall. Oh, gosh. So true. Well, how does it feel... Nicole to be at the very top. Well, you know, to be honest, with you, I, I'm very blessed. I, I, you know, San Francisco. I always say has been very special in my life. I used to come in the San Francisco's in the '60s and '70s, and I uh, met uh, Jose and, and Harvey Milk and and Sylvester. And and look at how San Francisco's brought us. You know, the Gay Games, Harvey Milk, Jose. Uh, you know, the sisters. I mean, and then took the lead with marriage. So I love uh, San Francisco on its rich history, which of course is, is a history of our movement. So when Jose named me her heir, I, I, I felt very blessed, and of course I could never uh, fit in those high heels. She had smaller feet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now you're in San Diego, is that right? Yes, yes. San Diego, uh, California, the largest military complex in the Western Hemisphere. A lot of seafood, a lot of butch, mar oh, I shouldn't say butch, a lot of Marines. <laughs> oh. I, I envision you live in a sort of a castle of sorts. Uh, yeah, castle where I uh, collect. Uh, <laughs> Never mind, I'm not going to go there. This is a family-rated. <laughs> actually, it's it, actually show, it's not. It? It's not a family-rated. Oh, so feel okay. free. <laughs> well, I was I've been Miss USO in San Diego uh, since the 1970s, hosting many military. I want them to feel at home and and feel loved. Oh. 
She's very, <laughs> she's very caring. Oh. She's, yes. she's very, very patriotic. Yeah. She's very ah. apple pie and meringues. I'm happy. Well, speaking about patriotic, because uh, I think we, there was some news the other day about uh, uh, President Obama making the Stonewall an actual uh, U.S. historical site. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when he was here in, in the in California. Do you recall that? Yes, uh, and and you know that's such a wonderful thing. I I always say that a community, you know, indeed a movement that doesn't know where it came from, doesn't know where it's going. And Stonewall was our own Boston Tea Party. And and, and sometimes for me, you know, we have to understand this Black Lives Matter because our movement started over police brutality. You know, the Queens and the Dykes and all everyone, the wonderful people fought back. It was about police brutality. Mm-hmm. Not all police are are bad. God knows we have some very good police but there is racism still homophobia uh just in in people alone let alone they be blue black or you know whatever so i think stonewall is a very important historic site because that we are the last you know if you think about it our fight for equality is the last civil rights movement of the 21st century so we need to chronicle and 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 also focus on our yeah, I think that that's an excellent point. I mean, there's a lot of where it's, history repeats itself, but I think that in this point here, I think we're learning from the mistakes that we've had in the past, and we're seeing we're seeing a lot of us come together and join in unity for mm, for yes. all lives. I think that's the whole big thing. I think you see a big point in um, the Black Lives Matters, but I think I saw a couple of things also where we fail to realize also that the Latino community out there and the Hispanics that are out there that are also getting shot that that's that's being overlooked and overshadowed through the news and and uh, reports that are going on today. Yeah, but I want to. I'm going to take it back, like with with Stonewall. Now, now, I know you and I. We were up in New York for the for their coronation there, and you had some interesting conversations about Stonewall, the 50th anniversary. You care to share that with us? Oh. Girl, uh, evidently, no. She said, I'm not talking about that, girl. It's like you get dropped on your cell phone when you're talking, you don't realize it. Hello, House of Pride Radio. Did you hang up on me? No, it's just a <laughs> gremlin. Hold on, on honey. You are All so right. cute. <laughs> 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 I might have now. Are you there? Yes. Oh, welcome back, Nicole. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know if you heard Salvador was going on and on about you guys were together in New York. Yeah, in New York at the coronation, and then you had some meetings there about the 50th anniversary. Uh, It was really exciting because we met with Heritage of Pride. I had the honor of being a national chair for Stonewall 25, which was a gathering of hundreds of thousands people to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Stonewall. So I met with Heritage and Pride along with other uh, representatives of the international court system and we agreed that the international court system is going to do the big drag ball in 2019. Hopefully I'm still alive. Uh, at least I'll be there in, in crutches or in a wheelchair. Who knows? Well, but, how, uh, how many years do you have, honey? I'm curious. Well, I've been a Latino and a gay activist. I've been active in both communities. I always say I feel God's blessed me to see the growth and visibility of the two communities I love. But I've been an activist since the 70s. Uh-huh. And still going strong, ladies and gentlemen. What? And still going strong. Oh, yes. Thank God. You know, yeah, you know, just the military keeps me young and youthful. 
<laughs> now, are you um, in a uh, you know relationship with um, someone from the military? Oh, I've always had a uh, military, what I call 24-hour husbands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're very cute. You know, I, I like them because they, they, you know, they get stationed here and then they leave. <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, I, I respect, you know, people who like to get married and, and God knows that's the right that we should all have uh, wives, but I'm not really into marriage. Yeah, so one of the things that one of the cool opportunities with Nicole and I that we shared, especially that coming first on on the show, was about preserving our history and so forth. And Nicole's rich in our history with the with the international court system, as well as having the ability to um, to know Mama Jose. And uh, I think we're honored that we talked briefly about it. And Nicole, we were talking about the honors walk, the San Francisco Rainbow Honors sidewalks. Yeah, so wonderful that that you have that, it's so important. It's interesting because having worked with Jose and, and Harvey Milk and, and others, um, not until, think about it, when the film Milk came out, all of a sudden people realized uh, more so who Harvey Milk was. And I'm so proud that the international court system and San Francisco court played a big role like they do with everything, that the imperial court system, a bunch of queens, we led the national campaign to get the uh, stamp, uh, the first uh, stamp in honor of a gay American, that being Harvey Milk, and we were invited to the White House uh, for the unveiling. I happened to be on the national board of the Harvey Milk Foundation, and preserving his legacy is so important. We also have a national campaign to get a ship named after him. Uh, Harvey was stationed in San Diego in the 1950s in the Navy, and San Diego's very proud of that, and we have the first we had the first street named in honor of Harvey Milk dedicated. Uh, I led those efforts, and now Salt Lake has a street named after Harvey Milk. I think every city should, because we honor Cesar Chavez and Martin Luther King, and they were great civil rights leaders, and uh, so was Harvey Milk. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Were you, were you the first empress of San Diego? No. Uh, three other bitches beat me out. <laughs> for Empress One, for Empress Two, I was always runner-up, uh, and finally I was elected uh, Empress Four in 1975. I was very controversial because the court in San Diego was about entertaining. It's like I said, I I I'm not a good entertainer at all. I wanted our courts to get active. You got to remember, it wasn't until 1976 homosexuality was legal and having friends uh, that were sentenced to mental hospitals by a stroke of a judge's pen or uh, their parents you know I thought we had other things to do than just uh, entertain and kind of raise money for a thing I thought we should get more civil rights involved and that was very controversial controversial and, and conservative San Diego uh, wise, which was very Republican. I've had the honor to serve the last seven mayors of uh, San Diego, and five were Republicans and two were Democrats. Interesting. Um, you know, we forget that something, I mean, I've never even, never crossed my mind, this is Tweaker here, that uh, that someone could actually sentence you to a stay at a mental institution with oh, the stroke and, and of a pen. Oh, let me tell you, hmm. I had friends in those times, and 
they were subjected to electric uh, shock treatment and lobotomy. I had friends that it, it just break it just to think about it who came from and mostly it was at Tascadero State Hospital up north, and they came back never the same. And this was legal, and parents would sign over their kids, and the judge would say, "Hey, you're a deviant. You know, you should go to a mental hospital." And until thank God, uh, seventy six, and of course San Francisco was very involved political leaders and government uh, officials to get that. In fact, Willie Brown uh, led the fight, Weiss, and there was, of course, others uh, to get uh, illegal. Because can you imagine all this happened not until with the change in California in 1976? You can imagine how it was in, in states and where the progressive one, and it took us till 1976. It's hard to really fathom that. Uh, this is the first time I'm wrapping my mind around it. Uh, I mean, just imagine oh, what that, that was like. You know, try you could you would go out on a Friday or a Saturday and have that in the back of your head. Oh, and then now think about it. That's why um, Jose was so. What a brave man! Think about it. He was an activist around in the fifties and sixties, and they could have arrested him. He could have got killed. God knows his partner, uh, who the love of his life, you know, uh, committed suicide and stuff. To be out in the fifties and sixties and seventies. I mean, and these people uh, are role models and are heroes and icons, uh, really. You're absolutely right. They could have been killed, and the police, trust me, the police uh, in those days, I remember, they would beat you up, arrest you. There'd be murders, and if you were to find out you were homosexual, you'd be at the bottom of the list to try to find out how it happened and stuff. These, there was the McCarthy, I mean, oh, they lived during the McCarthy era, you know, and the witch hunts of, of gays and, and stuff. Of course, we were called homosexuals. But yes, I, and that's interesting, and I'm glad that you uh, now know this because People need to know, you know, about how it was in the 60s and 70s and that you could get sent. Can you imagine getting electric shock treatment, a lobotomy, just because you choose to love someone of the same sex? It, it, it was horrific. Uh, it's like a horror story. Were you ever personally prosecuted? Yeah, I, I got arrested for, I led many demonstrations, but then I was involved with Cesar Chavez and the great boycott, so they did a lot of arrests there. Funny, here's a funny story. So, uh, one time in San Diego's Pride Parade, a neo-Nazi threw, can you imagine, a tear gas at our P-flag contingent, which was parents of, of gay children. And these were little babies and children and teenagers and their parents. And, and I was emceeing the parade, and, the, and it isn't funny, but here's the funny part. So there was tear gas, and everyone, we didn't know if it was a bomb or whatever, and everyone ran. But I smelled it, and I knew, so I, I, I stayed on the stage and, and explained how it was tear gas. And everyone goes, how did you know it was tear gas? I go, well, this queen's been tear gas many other times. So I could tell what was tear gas and that it wasn't a bomb. That's very horrific. brave of you. I, I, you know, now we have these great gods. You just had, you know, you have one of the biggest parades in the country. And there's all these, but people need to know. And that our parades in the 70s and the 60s when they started were not parades. They were marching-wise. They were marches. Exactly. Nowadays, we have, you know, a lot of corporate folks sponsoring us and participating. But, you know, I always say we got to get come out of the closets and then go into the voting booth. I mean, this election is going to be the most important. This president could name two to three Supreme Court justices. We have a lot, you know, riding on this. And uh, it's kind of scary when you see some of the polling and such progressive 
states like Pennsylvania and so forth that are usually stronghold for progress and 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 uh, you know moderate <laughs> candidates. It's, it's it's getting scary. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, hey, say, tell us what is your next function? Well, right, uh, Salvador said, uh, I'm very excited that we'll be able to host the court system, the uh, Stonewall uh, 50 of 2019 ball, and I'm, I'm sure Salvador and, and Phil shall have to sing the national anthem there, I think. <laughs> but Are you singing um, the national anthem, up, Salvador? <laughs> yeah. In Spanish. I'm going to be up for your ducal. You have, a, you have really two great chapters are, of course, the mother and founding court, uh, that we all love, the Imperial Court. Then you have the Ducal Court, which does a lot of great work. I'm going to be out for the Ducal. Oh, and guess who we're honoring? Um, we're honoring Patrick, the past international Mr. Leather, international Mr. Leather of 2015. He is amazing. Uh, this, have you ever met him? Have you, Salvador? No, I, um, for 2015, I did not meet him. Oh, my God. A brilliant, did you know uh, he was born in Canada? He worked in the office of the Prime Minister in Canada. He's not only wow. good looking, but he has, oh, he's so articulate, the smartest. And he traveled around the world um, uh, on his own dime uh, about, and seeing, you know, oppression in Africa and the Middle East. He's just a remarkable man. So we're giving him our highest honor in the international court system is the International Jose Julio Sierra Civil Rights Award. Hmm. And uh, we're presenting that to him uh, at the Ducal Ball in September. All right, Patrick, Very you nice. go, man. Yeah. Well, um, hey, it would be fabulous to meet you sometime when you're up here. Uh, maybe we'll work it out with Salvador. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us today. And you're more than you know welcome. What? It's my mm-hmm. honor. And I want to thank all of you in San Francisco for for leading the way and continue to lead the way. And you're such a place historically. And, and also to the, all the members of the Imperial Court of San Francisco and the Ducal Court for their leadership and their role models of which which true noble service is all about. Thank you so much, Nicole. And uh, we look forward to talking to you, with you on uh, future future shows here. Thank you so much. It was my honor pleasure. Take care. Uh, and have a great pride this weekend. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Bye honey. Yes, yeah, so it was interesting when she was talking about the um, the tear gas event, and, and one thing that she had failed to talk about was after everybody was running, people were trying to find their kids. I was listening to her as she told me the story. Then um, you know they were they found the kids, and eventually everybody stopped. And she says, you know what? We can't let them stop us. We must continue this march, and we must continue forward. And so she had them continue the parade, and they continued it. And I met somebody, uh, I think it was actually maybe three or four months ago, and we were just chatting, and they were from San Diego. They were like, oh, you must know Nicole. And of course, I said yes. And they said, oh, the, the, the one memory that they had of her was that event when she was emceeing the, the parade. She stood on the stage the whole time. It's you like know? Diana Ross in that horrible thunderstorm in yes. Central Park. <laughs> She, she sewed it on and calmed the masses. Exactly. <laughs> the Latina version there. Yes. <laughs> we channeled the Selena. Well, this, this is awesome because, I mean, I think there's like a lot of good topics, right, that we just talked about right now. It's the, you know, the current events that are going on with, with all the, the police brutality and, and the Black Lives Matter. And then, um, and then we also, she, she kind of mentioned about uh, the importance of being able to go vote. 
I mean, our, we have a voice and we have a, we have a vote out there, and it's important more than ever, uh, especially with this election coming up, to go out there, regardless if you voted for, if you, you know, for, for Hillary or, well, I don't want, I don't really support Donald Trump, right? I, mean, I can officially say that. But if you didn't support Hillary, and, and now's the opportunity to be like, all right, choose, choose the, of those two. Who's, who you want to actually be up there, who's the less of the evils of you, what you perceive as evil, and go out there and vote. I mean, that's one of the greatest opportunities that we have. People lost their lives for us, for, the, for our freedom to go out there and vote, and I think it's very important this election year for you to go out, regardless if you agree or disagree with what, who, I want to, who I choose to vote for, I mean, just get out there and go vote. That's, that's important. Amen. So, um, now that the Emperor's summer takeover is in progress, what will you be delivering to folks at future House of Pride radio shows? So with House of Pride radio, I think, I, 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 think of, uh, I call it like three acts. The first act is about talking about the current events, like we kind of did it at the end here. Mm -hmm. But just, just getting it out loud and seeing what people are feeling. I mean, one of the things that I forgot to talk about was the Pokemon Go. Like the craze and the wildness of that. I actually spent time coming over here doing, trying to figure this, this app. But if you guys realize, or Kim Kardashian, like she was the other um, portion where she had a mobile app and she says, you know, people think I'm dumb, but I made $45 million off this app. So right. you're not bad for a dumb person. So I want to talk about like current events at the beginning and see how people yeah. react to them and so forth. Then awesome. I'd, I'd love to bring some entertainment on. I mean, just like you had Paradox here. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely important. And then from there, go on to some of the local events, talk about our local entertainment, talk about what, uh, what we're doing here, not only within our community, Community, but within within the entertainment perspective, within the philanthropic portions of it as well, and then lastly, with a close, leave with something that touched, moves, and inspires us to continue on and to tell our story. That um, you heard it from Nicole today. You heard about the history that I I never even knew about. You know, a, a judge could write you off, and you could be sent off to you know. A get a lobotomy board. who knew yeah. like that was yeah. pretty crazy yeah. to, and and to have it here like where you know we have different different generations here that are listening to our show just think this is where it started with with individuals like nicole and like jose sadias who who, who struggled and who did the fight for us i mean do you think we've made a lot of progress since then to now or and do you how much farther do you think we need to go i mean let me ask you do you feel on a personal level do you get you feel prosecuted from time to time by people or do you get harassed for being gay I no I don't I see I think I think this is the cool thing or what I say cool is we live in a bubble we live in San Francisco I, mean, I remember coming here back in 2001 Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to live here. Because I mean, you're from Texas. From Texas originally, no. from San Antonio, Texas. When was the last time you were back? I, I was there in April. I was down there. In fact, Nicole was there as well. We were at the coronation for San Antonio. Now, let me ask you, did you feel you had to put up with some walls to keep yourself a little more secretive in Texas? Or were you as free as could be? I, cho I choose to be as free as can be because I've, I've lived my life that way. I'm a unicorn. I want to I wanna be able to have that peace and love. But I know others, when they go back, they're, they're reluctant to hold hands for fear. Like on the Riverwalk, right? It, was, it wasn't like you see here when you're going to Union Square or you're going outside to the marina where people are holding hands. Mm -hmm. And when I say people, gay men or gay women are holding hands. They're able to be themselves here in our bubble that we live in. As you get closer into the middle, the, the middle part of, of the United States, I mean, it's worse. It's, it's a lot harder for people to do that. Have Whereas, you been, um, you know, prejudiced? Is, is that a word I, in I, I Texas? I was gay when I was when I was younger in, in high school. I remember this guy calling me a sissy, and then for I mean, 
I kind of didn't know what a sissy was, but it was, it was, you know, he went in and was trying to beat me up there. I, I ran into the principal's office because I, I didn't know what else to do. I wasn't a fighter, right? But, I, but it was those things, and it was like, wow. That was when one moment where it was like, okay, I have to still stand up for myself. And then that also helped me to make sure I stand up for others, too, that are in need. Mm-hmm. So when I go back, I tell them the story about what, how we live here in San Francisco. I mean, we live in this beautiful city. I mean, you were coming from St. Louis. I mean, and it's, I mean that's right there in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah, and that's in, in it. It is just really hard to be yourself to there. Yeah. Yeah. It is I, a bubble here. I've seen, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, you feel free and you can do what you want For the here. most part, right? Yeah. But stuff still happens. Stuff, yeah. stuff still I'm happens like, here, I'm of course. I'm born and raised here, and I will say stuff definitely still happens here. I dealt with a lot of stuff growing up here. And even to this day, I mean, I still deal with stuff every once in a while. I mean, I dealt with, I, yeah. last week I had someone screaming at me from down the street who was, who was homeless, you yeah. know? I've actually seen that happen you know. to uh, women who are transitioning yeah. in my neighborhood. There's, a, you know, yeah. it's uh, for no reason. Like something, get, they get triggered. Yeah. So yeah. for the maybe yeah. for the gay community, it's a little safer. But I feel like for what I can I can speak for like the your journey is interesting, not, Pearl, because yeah. you're transitioning to be a woman, but women have their own issues in regards in this society with prejudices, mm-hmm. which so now you're like. Recognizing maybe you know that's something you have to be aware of. Yeah. Kind kind of, but I mean I think I'm still associated with people that don't like the LGBT community as a gay man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amelia, what about you? Because you've transitioned years ago. <laughs> yeah, I transitioned when I was like 14. So actually, the only thing I knew is been a girl. Like that's the only thing I know. And Saint, like you said, Saint Louis is very close-minded. It's conservative. Is yeah, I, when I moved here, actually, let me let me backtrack. What's so funny is I actually never had problems until I actually moved here, M- meaning that kept calling and mm-hmm. calling you out and you're getting spooked or you're spilling your tea. Like yeah. that never happens to me in St. Louis, but when I moved here, it it's like time. yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like you think that moving here would be more accepting and more open and you know minded, but no, um, yeah, it's crazy. No, it is. And I think like you were you saying, it's like if we stand up and not worry about what people think about us and we walk out here high, then we can set example for other people. You know what I mean? Because some people are scared to even like trans or gay or they're scared to walk outside because of the cat calling or whatever. But if we continue to Mm -hmm. walk and, you know, I mean, think that things will change, you know, what are some of the hate you're getting? Well, for me, it's like, because also I'm trans, but I'm also a post-op woman, meaning that I've went through them complete with my whole transition. And um, it's mostly like, not from like people in the street, mostly, mainly. It's like, like the people I would be around, like the guys I date. Like, it's more like, it's, I can't date right now because guys, I tell them that I was once born a guy, you know, they... <sighs> <laughs> How do you feel yeah. that out? Yeah. That's uh, interesting. And see, people tell me that, I know, but some people tell me I shouldn't say anything, but my thing is like, truth is everything. Mm-hmm. And being trans, we all know you have to tell your seat because um, some of my friends are passed and gone, been killed, and you know, because they didn't tell they see or they trying to fool guys because thinking that they're real women and they're not, and they find out, then now they're they're gone. Yeah, I so definitely even I have stories. vagina. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. girl. Uh, you didn't ask me. <laughs> but no, even though I have a vagina. I mean, that, you can use any, you know, derogatory word if you want, but vagina is lovely. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but even though I have a vagina now, I still feel the need to tell the guys I'm with because I don't, I'm still in fear that if I don't, 
and they still find out. The last out. thing you need is a situation. Exactly. Yeah. You know and it's I mean? also your story. Why hide yes. from your very, the truth? You yeah. know, I'm very comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I stand strong, and I'm an African American post up trans woman. Period. Does it and take a special to, man to? It will. Yes. To accept to it be. Will. Yeah. Yes. Have you found that man in your? No. Have you I gotten? Have not. I actually never been in love. Ever. Ever. No. Have you gotten close? No. You've never been in love or you've never been in love? I've never been in love. Okay. At all. Interesting. At all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, I'm no, sure I, I it's, it's hard for a trans A lot of know. gay men haven't actually ever been in love either. Right. It's <laughs> not. Well, because, I mean, I mean your, the gay community right. is totally different. <laughs> I'm just right saying now. that well, that's not me. isolated. Yeah. Hashtag just saying. But yeah. now. <laughs> But yeah, we're looking for that because, like, even though our, I think our minds are different than most gay men because we have the mind of a man and a woman. Yeah. I think and, it's a common misconception yeah. for for people to put trans women in the same category as gay men because we're not, we're not the same. And even in the gay community, there's but, a lot of gays that don't like trans women. No, that's just true as hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have a group of friends. Well, I see like you them. like as a woman. Do you feel like a woman? Yeah, since I was twelve, I've been a woman. Damn. Yeah. I went to mom at the age of four and said, hey, look, why do I have a penis? I should have a vagina, period. And since then, like, it was very, like, conservative. Like, it was, it was like, she wanted to put me to psychology and, like, um, psychiatrists. And, like, it was ridiculous when I was young. I went through a lot to be who I am today. But now that's why I'm like, I don't care what nobody said about me right now. A man going to come. He's going to come regardless. I'm who I am. I'm standing proud. And that's that. So you, so you transitioned at 12? Yes. Oh, wow. What is um, what's th- some qualities in the men that you like? Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. Just I'm just curious. Actually, no. It's, it's real simple. Um, simple. No, it really is. I really just want an all-around gentleman. Period. Like, don't come to me like you know, saying, "Hey, look, let me see." Like the first instance, thing they send they you a like message they want, is, yeah, they want, "How big your, is it?" Mm-hmm. Uh, is it what's it look like yes or they like well let me send some naked pictures or like guys on facebook like oh my god send your pictures let me see some your breasts are they you know i don't want that sexualizing you exactly because they put all trans women in that category and some women trans women are not like that we want to be considered as women and respected as such and i want to be respected as such you know no matter how i portray myself on stage or whatever i am a woman period and you should treat me as such you want to see her chest? Just come to balance while you can almost see I'm the whole just thing. I, you know, <laughs> she lets it all out there, <laughs> just about. Um, uh, I think it was last weekend. She did, or the weekend before it was just a roll of duct tape. That's all she had. Well, that's listening. This Sunday. Well, we can't get naked there. Have to be clothed there. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, it's a rule. Uh, she'll need two rolls of duct tape on Sunday. To cover everything up. Yeah. Well, I'm. A firm believer that the right person's out there for, for everyone, everyone yeah. and um, uh, you know, I hope that you find that Mr. Right. Well, you never know. I'm going to do me and live my life to the fullest, and right. that's that. Right. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. But you know. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What about you, Pearl? Relationships uh, are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Purse is open. Let's relationships are wonderful. But back to what we were talking about. Okay. I think you know it's San Francisco is safe in quotation marks for you know the LGBT community, but it's only so safe. I mean, we had Tasha, one of the girls who died last year, Tasha De Jesus. I knew her. She came into my work my work building all the time, and she was one of the 
trans women that died. That was, yeah. yeah. And, and she what happened behind a yeah. dumpster. Who killed her? Did they find the person? No. Can you imagine they didn't even find the Can killer? Can you imagine now? <laughs> no. Not at all. That's horrible. Yeah. Can you imagine the killer is not even getting prosecuted because, you know, they right. killed a trans woman? Mm-hmm. No leads, nothing. nothing. So he's still out there, God knows where. Where did this all go down? Where did she die? Here in the city, bro. Here in San Francisco, yes. behind a dumpster. Yeah. Was that the one in the mission? The I don't know if it was in the mission, girl. Oh, that's hard to to accept that that happens here, but it does. And you're right. I'm glad you. It's a reminder that you know you do have to like look over your shoulders still. I think to that point, too, I mean, there's a lot of things that's still happening in the Castro, too, within blocks of, of it. I mean, a lot right there, what, what is it? Um, not dog patch, but they're, they're, the triangle, the most triangle, yeah. the park right there. Right. Yeah, there was just a, a couple of years ago, too, a gentleman was coming home and, and was killed there. Yeah. Come to think of it, was it four days ago, I was walking and some, like, skinny white dude, maybe he was from Ireland, threw lit cigarette in my face. And yeah. See, it happens. It happens. It still happens. And I, like, turned around, and I picked up the cigarette and threw it back at him, and I said, like, what the fuck is your problem? And he's called me faggot, and I said, what did you say? I didn't hear you. And I took out my keys as a weapon, and... Um, <laughs> Oh, so he goes, yeah, bad ass up in here. Come on, <laughs> and he luckily backed down, because I'm too old to, like, I don't want to get in a physical, but... I felt I had to stand up for myself. There was right. a cigarette in your face. Right. And so he left, and I just called him a crackhead or something when he walked, and he kept on going. But thank God. I think it, I will say I think it is more safe for men who fit regular um, gender stereotypes that, that, that heteronorm, yeah. um, heteronormative. I feel less safe when I do walking around and drag in public. Right. Yeah. I used to not think about that, but now I do. And... Uh, I have a hard time actually doing it, like mm. walking to the balance walk. I have a hard time doing that. But I don't know. What do you think, Salvador? What sh- how should we go about our lives like that? Oh, girl, just live your life, girl. Yeah, yeah I, I def- definitely it's about living your life. And, and you bring up the point about, about being drag and going um, to an event. Um, there's still some of the older drags, uh, the drag queens that are there that uh, I, I didn't know this until recently, but they actually they look around before they get out of their house and get in the car like they're that not afraid to, to leave because they've always been with the stigma mm-hmm. it, i think and, and and they're older now they're in their their 60s and 70s now but they they have been programmed that they have to watch from even leaving their house to getting into the car uh, for fear of someone seeing them and identifying yeah. them um, but i think because now it's it's a little bit more open however you still have to watch yourself i mean in, in any situation mm-hmm. yes i talk about us living in, in a bubble and from the from a majority perspective, I mean, it, it doesn't happen as often, but it still does happen, right? We just don't talk about it, I think, and that's a big part. And I think you bring, you guys bring everything mm-hmm. out and, let's, and talking about it here lets us actually take off that that fake bubble that we talk about living in and actually the reality. It, ha- it can happen anywhere. It can happen everywhere. It is safer here probably than other cities. Yeah. Um, but that's I hope what you're... I meant by the bubble. Like, Because yeah. I'm from Texas as well, Austin. <laughs> And Austin's a little more liberal than most places in Texas, but still, like, even when I go there and when I go back and visit, like, you still see people that will look at you and, like, they, you know, they look at you different, you know? Do you feel the judgment you can feel coming the judgment. down on you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm, I'm a bigger guy, so people don't usually approach me or want to come yeah. right. say anything else to me. But you can definitely feel the oppression, and you can see that they're not okay with everything. So right. you know, and I, you feel that less when you're here. So it's like you we you get you get comfortable, and that's the that's the thing that kind of is like a, a wake up call. Is like you get comfortable here in San Francisco, I think. But then when you leave here and you go somewhere that's not so safe, or you know, quote unquote safe then it's it's even worse you know yeah i think our guards go up yeah. more yeah exactly you know. uh whew, all right well <laughs> and by the way folks don't even think about you know getting on the wrong side of amelia monroe she's packing oh yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> the bad signal and the whole house of my room will be sitting right there on the <laughs> <laughs> well pearl you know what time it is oh you guys know it's my it's my favorite time final thoughts you guys we'll start with you abisa final thoughts um no this was a great opportunity thanks everyone for inviting me here to to chat with you guys and um yeah i learned a lot today actually um some things that i didn't i never thought about especially with the talk with the the Queen Mother, and yeah, it was really interesting to hear like some of the history, and uh, it was very informative for me. So, had a great time. Awesome, right. Salvador. Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you for having me the entire month. This is going to be awesome to ha- to be able to mm-hmm. showcase our history, current events, and entertainment here throughout the city. Uh, one of the pieces I'd like to leave us with is preserving our history. I mean, you heard today with with Mother Nicole on on the call talking about these the trials and tribulations that our brothers and sisters went through to get us where we're at today. And I look forward to telling more about these stories throughout this month as we talk about ourselves, talk about the trans community, talk about, talk about our lives and how, they, how it happens and give more and more information out there about um, San Francisco. So I look forward to that. All right, Miss Amelia Monroe. So I want to say thank you guys, um, Tweeka and Miss... <laughs> <laughs> you tried it. I did. Thank you. No, real talk. Thank you, Sweet and Pearl, for actually setting a platform for us to come and express ourselves and, you know, let the audience, the listeners hear that we're changing, we're doing things positive for the community. And thank you guys so much for that and allow me to come here and share my stories as well. All thank right. You. You're always welcome, honey. Thank you, Sweet. All right, you guys, tune in every Wednesday here at MutinyRadio.fm to House of Pride Radio from 6 to 8 p.m. at, again, MutinyRadio.fm. Thank you, my dear friend Pearl Tease. Folks, uh, yeah, um, basically, you know, one of the things that I love about House of Pride Radio is that we are a voice that just goes out and anyone can hear us. And you know what? We're here and we're just going to do it. We're going to do our thing and be who we are supposed to be. And sorry if you don't like it. <laughs> sorry. And do tune in next uh, Wednesday. It's going to be so interesting with um, the uh, Emperor's uh, Summer Takeover, uh, plus uh, um, other things. Well, surprises for you left and right. All right. All right. Uh, we'll leave you with some music. How about that? Uh, it's always love here. So, 100% your love. Bye. Bye. Well, that's midnight.
joined by my regular co-host LaToya the Sheriff of Truth Win the lovely the amazing the intelligent she is not with us today she is at some crazy meeting I am however joined by a young friend of mine who doesn't want to be on the radio but she did help me plan for this show today it's going to be a truncated truncated AltaCast what are we going to listen to we're going to listen to the music that she chose she chose some really great music and some really terrible music because she's 10, and that's what they do. Uh, but she does have pretty good taste in music. Uh, it's, it's not her fault that pop music is the way it is. Uh, she's in the performance space right now with headphones on, so she can't hear me. She's watching Dance Moms, which I wish I could get her to come in and talk about because, wow, what a depressing show. Uh... I was really lucky that my mom wasn't one of those kind of dance moms that, you know, push push the kids. It is a horrific show uh, where these women who are talentless, except for pushing babies out, uh, have really talented babies. And then they push them and make them cry all the time. And then the moms cry. There's no dads anywhere. Everyone's crying. Nobody's good enough. And the lady who runs the whole thing, this Abby woman, she is enormous. And these little skinny, tiny little girls are flipping around in the air and dancing. 
and she yells at them. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why she loves it, but she loves it. So there we are. So today at the AltaCast, we're gonna play a lot of music. Thanks to my uh, friend who chose it. I'm not gonna say names or anything, but if you are a fan of my comedy, I mention her name in one of my jokes, so you would know that. Uh, but yeah, hanging out today, good times. We're gonna go to Putt Putt later. We're gonna go to Urban Putt. I'm very excited. All right, let's start it up. Let's kick it up with the music. Uh, we're gonna start with uh, a good song that uh, she chose. This is the Car Wash song. You might remember it from the 70s because that time was rad. And uh, the Rose, Rose Royce Greatest Hits Car Wash song here on Mutiny Radio.
that was at the car wash. Thanks to my friend who chose all the music today. Uh, actually, there's one song that she didn't choose that I chose by Cool and the Gang, just because it... Jude, I make up a song and it goes, we want the bus, gotta get that bus, Oh, we need the bus. And it's, I think it's the Jungle Boogie song, but I'm not sure. Okay, so here's some more music that my friend chose. Uh, and this is a person I've never heard of. She has introduced me now to some pop music that I've never heard of this person's name. Like, I know who Katy Perry is, obviously, and I know who Lady Gaga is or whatever. Uh, but this is Rachel Platten. Never, never heard of it before. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to the fight song, and I have a feeling that it is really, really poppy. Um, but you know what? Young people like pop music, and and I don't know if there's there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. When I was uh, her age, I listened to Cyndi Lauper, although it's that's still really good. I listened to a lot of Madonna, which I'm not very proud of. Um, and, and and Michael Jackson. Although, uh, you know, the off-the-wall CD from Michael Jackson from 1978 was great. Um, but And some say Thriller is a great... I mean, it was pop music. All right, here we go. Here's today's pop music. This is Rachel Platten Fight Song. Like a small boat on the ocean Sending big waves And all those things I didn't say 
Rachel Platt and uh, do you feel inspired now do you feel you should feel that's like that inspirational kind of pop music stuff you know now it's gonna be in my head but I can't sing that high I can't even pretend to this is I'd have to belt it and it would be in a lower key it would be dumb uh, all right here's another Rachel Platten song that my friend did a dance to uh, she goes to the um, mission dance studio thing it's uh she dances on 24th street with her friends she does hip-hop she's a very talented dancer she often tries to teach me how to dance uh we're gonna listen to another song later with the do the whip and the nene and i still can't do the dance and she has tried mercilessly to teach me how to do i still i'm tragically unhip i'm so unhip i thought kanye west was an airline all right, here is another Rachel Platten song, and maybe she'll do the dance for us in here, but it's radio, so you can't see. Uh, all right. More pop music, yeah!
was Rachel Platten, Stand By You. Uh, my almost 10-year-old friend got a little angry with me because I made a mistake. She didn't actually do a dance to that song. She sang that song at school for something else. I guess it would be difficult to do a dance to that song. It'd have to be very lyrical in nature, like a lyrical jazz, something of that. This is the song that she did a dance to. And this makes me happy because this is good music and this is music from my youth and that they're doing it. Now the youths, the youths are listening to the music. I like it uh, instead of that, um, that pop stuff. Cause ugh. and I think that all music has a place. It, it is relatively inspirational, that pop music. I gotta tell you. But what happens if you don't believe in heaven or hell? Does that does that song still make sense? Is it still a good song? Even if you can't, even if you don't believe in heaven. Uh, well, that was Rachel Platten. This here is JJ Fad, Supersonic, and uh, I remember when my friend told me that they were dancing to this song, and I was like, "That's so cool! I, it's so cool!" Here we go, uh, JJ Fad with Supersonic here on MutinyRadio.fm. We're JJ Fat and we're here to rock. Rhymes like ours could never be stopped. See, it's three of us and I know we're fresh. Party rockers, non-stoppers, and our names are deaf. See, the J is for just, the other for jamming. The F is for fresh, A-N-D, deaf. Behind the turntables is DJ Train. Mixing and scratching is the name of the game. Now, here's a little something about nosy people. It's not real hard, it's plain and simple, baby D. Supersonic. Supersonic. Supersonic motivating rhymes are creating. And everybody knows that JJ Fad's devastating. We know you like us, girl, so you better get sterile. Cause we are the home chicks that are rocking your world. Supersonic. Supersonic. Supersonic is a word when people stop to listen. Especially bigger people, they pay close attention. You might not believe it. You might not even buy it. But when it comes to our ladies, you might even try it. Supersonic. Supersonic. Now all you supersonic people try to bite our rhyme. You may think that you are deaf, but you're way behind. So you better listen good to what we have to say. JJ Fad, you can't get no point. Super size. 